And y'all don't know oh. what oh, I went man. through. Do you have a car in your hands right now? <laughs> Nike Talk was that place that spiraled what you enjoy now. Anyone who brought a, a Kobe shoe in, I'll clean it for free. Man, mine was better than a lot of people in the league. I got I saw the, my favorite jerseys, that one, the Barkley. Kobe Forrest. Episode 59, this is a Dandan and Argentine yeah, People know. podcast. This is Dandan. Argentine People couldn't make it tonight, but you guys can hear What's up to everybody? So tonight, we got a returning guest. We got the homie Mike Palo of ESPN 630 AM. How you doing today, Mike? Man, I'm ready for a lot of people. I wanted to say thank you. Me and my son, we visited Maryland back in June. Got the opportunity to check out, uh, you know, the ESPN studios. I know it was in current. It was, I think, during that time. And we guys going through like full renovations at that time. And, um, you know, I, he, he had to give, give me the heads up. Like, you're kind of messy. And, <laughs> hey, but, hey, you know, it was great to finally meet you and Bram in person. And it got to chop it up a little bit. And, you know, my son was really geeked out. And, you know, <laughs> he kind of put like a face with the voice kind of thing. But. He, you know, he's only eight, but, uh, you know, uh, you probably remember through, like, pictures. But I really want to say thank you for, you know, taking the time for, like, meeting him up just for a little bit, you know, during the summer. Of course, man. Anytime. And, you know, you're a friend of the show. And, you know, I'll anyone that wants to do that, I always just say, you know, be nice about it. Take a few minutes. And we can usually, you know, make it happen if the schedule's working. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I had I had to gift you guys, you know, a, couple, a little something, you know, so – I'll, I'll share with you. Yeah, we'll we'll share that later on. But I did gift. I and I hope Bram wears it come basketball season. I did gift um, uh, Bram a couple of uh you know um uh, you know Washington Wizard uh, playoff shirts that they gave out at the arena. Um, and I hope w- maybe one day he'll wear them. You know after football. But yeah, um, more to come. More to come. So for sure. So, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, Mike is, uh, you know, he's a radio producer for ESPN uh, with the Bram Weinstein Show. And he's also a, uh, you know, you're also a a producer, too, for the Caps um, Radio Network, right? Yep, yep. Every Caps game you hear on the radio, I produce as well. So double, double dipping. (laughs) Hey, it's all right. Hey, man, we appreciate all you do. So I definitely check you guys on the Odyssey app. So, um. Yeah, I just have a quest, couple of questions for you, uh, Mike. So I know you're you're diehard DMV sports fanatic. So um, I know. You, so first question for you: I know you attended Week One, uh, in you know at FedEx Field for the uh, Commanders, um, you know Cardinals game. Um, so you, as from a fan's perspective, and you know you've noticed everything what you know what transpired during the the management change and ownership change. Uh, how was that fan experience like for you? And what have you seen differently from, from yesteryears? So I'll get this out of the way. Post-pandemic, FedEx actually has been a little bit better overall, I would say. And I mean, part of that went hand in hand with, let's be honest, not a lot of fans were attending. So traffic was a little bit better. Getting in and out was a little bit better. But part of me was definitely worried on Sunday of like, dang, you know, that Beyonce concert a month ago, was crazy where like security closed a gate and people were like passing out it was so hot you know part of me was a little worried like ooh, maybe they're not used to having this you know this many fans and this many people at FedEx field but I'll, I'll be honest man from the beginning of the day you know throughout um it was really smooth you know getting in and out of the stadium was perfect um the concession stands while there were lines because it was crowded 
Um, we're moving. And I mean, if you're a season ticket holder discount, you get half off, you know, food and drink. So like the, the benefits for me, you know, have, have been there. Um, the vibe was great too. You know, like I, I will say this, I think everyone thought the score was going to be a little bit more of, of a high scoring game and the commanders to have, you know, a little bit better of a day offensively. And so I felt like the party vibe was there, but like everybody was kind of waiting for that like dagger of a moment, but it never really quite occurred. But I'll say this too. My season tickets are in the 400 level. I sit in row one. So I tend to not really pay attention, you know, to the section, but you know, it was noticeably full. Like there was all seats were filled and it was all commanders fans. And I can't say that for the last couple of years that I've had season tickets that it's been that way. And so just seeing it, be a pro commander's crowd was just like i don't know it brought me back because like i my parents had season tickets until 2010 and so i you know i grew up going to games at fedex you know i, I was too young really to go to rfk but i always just remember it was always at least redskins fans you know like it was always at least the same people around you you know the, the vibe you know despite dan owning the team it wasn't as bad as it you know was a couple years ago you know when the pandemic happened and the name change and all that stuff but it finally felt like it was our home stadium again. And FedEx Field's FedEx Field, and I think everyone's just kind of come to terms with, we know a new one's coming, this is what it is. But the vibes were really, really good. And honestly, the Bills game, I can't can't wait to see how that is. I know there's going to be a lot of Bills fans, but let's just see if the momentum keeps going, especially if they if they went through the season. So I, I cannot recommend enough. Also, one more thing I got to mention, because like if you've been to FedEx Field, the traffic getting out is always terrible, right? Like I think it's the reason why some people don't go to games. Dude, they closed the lane on 495 to let people out faster. Traffic was clear like in under an hour. Like, I couldn't believe how much faster it was. So, they're already improving things that Dan never improved. And honestly, that's the best thing I could ask for for game one of the new era, pretty much. So, traffic flow was number one, you know, in, in the back of people's <laughs> mind because, you know, as much as people want to wait for the final, you know, final, you know, t- you know seconds. They want to get that head start, but to your surprise, like, you know, you got home in a reasonable amount of time and you didn't oh, have yeah, to yeah. like wait with everybody, like just finishing <laughs> their last, you know, brewski, you know, tailgating <laughs> before heading their way home. So, um, so let me ask you, uh, Carlo, um, I know they showed like a lot of Redskin, I mean, uh, commander legends, which, which, uh, former player or legend got the biggest pop. So this is actually one of my gripes from the game on, on Sunday. They didn't show enough of these guys. Like they showed a few of them. They showed Rigo when he opened up the jacket and it had the Redskins logo. That was probably the biggest pop of the day, mainly because he went for the cheap pop and, sh- and showed the old logo and people went crazy for that. Um, so I definitely give it to Rigo. But I was really hoping they would show someone like every break. Like show me Josh Harris. Show me Magic. Show me uh, Mark Ein. Show me, uh, you know, Rails. Like show me everybody. Show me Champ. Show me CP. Like, I was hoping every break they would show somebody and they actually didn't do enough of that in my opinion. And that's why I think too, like I kind of said, the party vibe was there, but I felt like it could have been a little bit more. I'm not going to poo-poo the organization because who's honestly prepared to, you know, do a, a, a new ownership type production, you know, like it's not really realistic to think that they were super paying attention to that. But to answer your question, definitely Rigo. Rigo was, was number one hands down, especially showing, showing the old skins logo on his blazer. Yeah, that, that was that was a. I saw that through social media and you know the, the <laughs> clips. That was pretty awesome. All yeah. right, so next question for you, um, uh, Carlos. So, 
Sam Howell, you know, you know, he was the anointed quarterback once uh, starter for the for this coming season. So, you know, he had an okay week one performance. So, in your opinion, uh, how much time would you give him to determine that he can be the hopefully the you know the quarterback that can lead this team? Well, let's be honest here. Uh, the backup Jacoby Brissett. I have no interest in seeing Brissett. Um, unless Hal absolutely, you know, S's the bed and loses, a, you know, three to four to five games, I think you give him the entire season. Like, he's a fifth-round pick. Um, he's looked He looked solid on Sunday. He didn't look perfect. Um, he also didn't help himself. I think he needs to get rid of the ball faster. Um, you know, the offensive line wasn't amazing, but I felt like both of them kind of hurt each other at different times. I would give him, as long as he's healthy, every game you can this season. Because if you're Ron Rivera, you're ride or die with him, right? Like, if it doesn't work out with Sam Howe and you go to Brissett, you kind of know what you got in Brissett, and he's on a one-year deal anyways. So you don't really have an option after this year. I think as long as he's healthy, you ride it out with Sam Howe. Let's just say realistically, if things look real bad by week 12 or something like that, Maybe you throw Brissett in just to see what you got there. Maybe he could be a bridge guy. But honestly, until Sam Howell definitively loses you games, I think you give him every game rolling on here. And let's be honest here, too. He's a fifth-round pick, so we don't know what his ceiling is, honestly. He was a first-round grade before this. You know, they drafted him uh, last, you know, two drafts ago at this point. So I honestly think you give him every chance you can. And you know what I love about Sam is that he forgets what his mistakes are like right away. I think that's his number one thing that he's demonstrated over his two starts. And especially, you know, the vibe in the stadium when that fumble happened for a touchdown was really bad. Like people were pretty irked and like, you know, I even jokingly put on Instagram, like same team, different owner, because those are the same mistakes that they make. But with that, he went right back down and got a field goal. He got three points back on the board. Like you can't ask for much more than that from him. And so I guess what I would say, too, is as long as he's showing some growth, a little bit of growth every single game, I think you give him the entire season, to be honest. Like, if it ends up being questionable that maybe you get an option in the offseason, maybe you take that shot. But honestly, I think you give him the entire season and you go from there. Because let's be honest here, too. He's really cheap and they have no cap room right now either. So who knows if they can afford to go get another quarterback in the offseason. Yeah, that's. I think that's – hopefully that's in the long-term plans. And if they, you know, they crap the bed – then you go to the draft, right? You know, right. The Caleb, Caleb Williams, you know, sweepstake <laughs> is on its way, and Arizona is the front runner. You know, and that's a that's a, you know, everybody wants to get that number one quarterback. And yeah, you are right. Like their their money's tied in in the defensive line, and there's yep. there's going to be more money to be to be paid for these upcoming free agents. So yeah, you are right, Kahlo. Um, I don't think they have money for the quarterback position. And, you know, I think this is the best option for them. And hopefully, you know, I don't think, you know, yes, there are the the, the cheap one-year, you know, fill-ins like we've always done. But I think with this new management, they're letting them do do what they need to do. But they also want to see, well, a long-term plan. And hopefully with, with Josh Harris and his group, you know, they're provi- you know letting them know, hey, like, let's – Whatever you do, we won't let's stick with it and you know not make any sudden changes unless something bad happens or something drastic. So yeah, I, I think that was a good point, Calo, that you know he has a cheaper option. He's under what a million, like under a million yeah. per year. And yep. he can exercise his fifth round. I mean, he's not a fifth round, sorry. Um 
Yeah, you can send a contract after his what third third year, fourth year, since he's not first round. So, yeah, exactly. So he's got a. Uh, I think it's a. You can sign him up for the third year because they only go. have a four year. Yeah, they only have a four year contract if you're under the you know past the first round essentially. For sure, for sure. Yep. So yeah, I know I'm I'm a big fan of Sam, and I know like he's been talking about you know going going the road and hostile environment. There's going to be you know very you know that that air you know the, the climate in Denver is just people are you know they're starting to like talk about and you know hopefully they come prepared with it and you know uh, it's going to be another great game for that. So yeah, man. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. So uh, next question for you, Kylo. Um, so the another big question um that was lingering this season is Chase Young. So, uh, what do you expect from him this season? And in your opinion, do you think it'll be an extension that he'll have to prove it deal before he gets that big money contract? So I think it's a loaded question because I think it also has to do with Montez Sweat too. Yep. Um, do they sign both of them? I don't know. But I do know you're only going to be paying, as we just talked about, Sam Howell, under a million bucks. You can probably finagle some cap room next season. You also have to worry about Cam Curl, who, by the way, started the season off with a bang on Sunday. He was fantastic. Um, but so was Montez Sweat. And the thing with Montez Sweat that I think everyone has been waiting for is he's been very good, right? Um, but on Sunday, he's flipped the game. I mean, he won the game with two forced fumbles. I think they had five straight um, plays with negative yardage, and he was in on pretty much all of it. Um, right now, if we had to do, like, a bar of, like, who deserves the money more, like, it's sweat because Chase hasn't played yet, right? Yep. And when it breaks down with Chase, I'll just say this, too, before I, you know, go with my expectations, what I think is going to happen. I, I hated the social media response on Sunday about him not playing, you know, it seems like everyone kind of forgets rookie year chase was amazing. I mean, he flipped games by himself. He was leading the defense. He was the captain of the defense and he's fallen out of favor because one, um, he wasn't playing in the scheme, you know, in year two, then he got hurt. And then the, you know, the comeback took so long. He was clearly kind of messed up and took his time coming back. And when he did, he was actually all right. Like, he played okay in that 49ers game. He looked all right, you know, in every every subsequent game after that. And, you know, off of Sunday and him not playing, people just labeled him bust. And I'm just – I'm not ready to do that with him yet. You know, he's a physical freak. And when he's been healthy, he's been effective. And so if he's healthy, he will be effective is basically what my philosophy is here. And he should play on Sunday against the Broncos. The Broncos' offensive line was terrible against the Raiders on Sunday. Max Crosby was in on every play I watched in the second half. You know what? If Montez Sweat is doing what he's doing, it should leave Chase Young wide open to do what he needs to do. And so if he's healthy, I expect a Pro Bowl-like season from Chase Young. There's no excuse not to. You know what? People knocked Ron for not picking up the fifth-year option, yet people were very quick to hate on Chase Young right away, right? Well, they do have – something you know in common there and that's ron has now motivated chase to be very good this final year and if it ends up he ends up being very good bare minimum franchise tag if not they'll send him to a long-term deal because guess what they kind of need the face of the franchise and you can tell me you love terry mclaurin and you can love jonathan allen but the freak freak is chase young who is the second overall pick is from the area and honestly when he's healthy and playing well he's super charismatic i mean we all remember the 
the Heineke dive and then Chase Young pulling up a sign pointing to the name tag. Like we were ride or die with Chase that year. And I don't think that has gone away at all. So for me, if he's healthy, I think we, we get a pro bowl like season out of Chase Young this season. Yeah. I, I hope so too. Cause I, I think you don't want to waste that investment, right? Like you, you, you get, you, you drafted that second round pick capital and, you know, people are like so quick to judge because, you know, for example, with uh, Jeff Okuda, right? He was the third round pick after Chase and then he got traded and then he got hurt. And, you know, I mean, those are two different positions. Like I think with the defensive end, that's where the money is made. I mean, look at, look at uh, Nick Bosa, you know, yep. like he's, now he's the highest gross paid like defensive player in the NFL. And yep, no disrespect, yeah, no disrespect, no disrespect to Aaron Donald. Like he's still, I I think he's still one of the best like defensive players in the NFL. But you know that's where the money is made. It's quarterback and the, the defensive line, pretty much. Yep. Yep. All right. So um, next question for you. Um, let's see here. Okay. So we're gonna switch it a little bit. So I know you're a die ha- die hard. Um, you know fitted cap collector so tell us how you got started and then uh what's what's your top five caps that you um that fitted caps that you own i I do have my top five sitting here so we'll get to it in a second um but the way it started honestly it it was a little bit weird it it happened in two phases um the first one was when the nats got here um that was my first fitted was the all navy blue nats hat that they don't wear on the field anymore uh, I bought that and was kind of like, oh, this quality is nice. Like, like I'll be honest, like as a kid growing up, teenager, I was always rocking the, the flexed one or the 47 brand, you know, like that's just how it was, uh, you know, white kid in MoCo. It's a, it's the typical <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. And, uh, but then I got the new era fit and I was like, oh, these are way nicer. That was when they were made them out of wool too. So yep. they stretched with you. They shrunk with you a little bit. And I was kind of like, man, I kind of, I kind of rock with this. Like, l- let's go. And so. I started to collect on fields, like every single variety from that point on. And I probably, I probably got up to like 40 or 50 and it was a nice little solid collection. And then, you know, the customs, you know, this full well collecting stuff were kind of crazy. Like the ones that were like the fake Louis Vuittons and the giant logos and yeah. just things, as I just said, as a white kid from MoCo, I'm not rocking. Like I just can't rock with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so when it came to customs, I didn't really do it, but then, probably like i don't know let's call it 2018 2019 you started having companies like hat club and hat dreams and uh you always mentioned hatland too because they they've been on the scene for a long time we finally started getting some clean customs like different colorways side patches and i just started again and started buying and then the designs kept getting better and better and then through the pandemic the designs were getting even more fire because people were taking their time with it and so I probably am now up to like 250, 300. Mm. I haven't counted, but like, I mean, dude, during the pandemic, there was a hat showing up on my door every week, like bare minimum a week, if not twice a week. And so I just now rock it with everything. I have every colorway. Um, and it's all mostly DC, but I started collecting other teams too. You know, if I see a collection I like, I don't let it stop me. You know, I do have my my limits. Like I try not to buy Phillies or um Mets I've got a couple Braves but I think if the Braves get a pass because their logo is just so classic yes um but I try not to go with like you know the Yankees too like I don't I just can't can't rock with some of those popular teams um but 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm now, yeah, like I said, like probably 250, 300 deep. And, and as far as my top five goes, I, I pick some out. This, this always changes, but you're going to always notice, you know, like a theme for me when it comes to my top five. And I'll get the first two out of the way because I told you my first one ever was the all navy blue Nats. Okay. And so um, the guys at Hat Club, they made two of the navies. And I'll, I'm kind of cheating here. And so that's the all navy with the World Ooh, Series patch on it. One geez. of my one of my favorite one of my favorites. And all navy again. That one has the iced out um, stadium patch. But the best part about both of them, you got to go with the brands. Oh my one's god! Pink, yep. One's pink. One's icy. Like to me, this is this is like the cross of old me and current me. Like I love the all navy. It goes with so many kicks. Goes with so many outfits. It looks yeah. classic. And honestly, the Nats don't wear it anymore. But I don't know why. It's one of their best looks. So. I'm cheating there. That's number five. Um, and then if I have to go uh, number four here, um, I got to go with the OG crossover, the old Capitals Ooh, Wizards that's colorway. The one. That's a banger. I mean, I mean, the copper, you know, it's it, this is the one that I think really like I was like, OK, we're, we're all cooking here. And so that was version one. That was that was my guys at Hat Club. And um, that's just it's one of my favorite hats ever. Then we go to Hat Dreams because Hat Dreams. They started getting the DMV fire. They made their own version. And so you kind of flipped it, but it's the Copper W, the Copper yeah. All-Star Game patch. Like, to me, that's another classic one. Goes with so many outfits, so many colors. Uh, so to me, that's uh, number three. Number two, no surprise here. One of my all-time favorites, the oh Burgundy and Gold Mad Tat. That is sick. I mean, the RFK logo there, too. Oh, I my mean, God. I have two of these. I have one that I have dead stock because I know, like, I'm just going to rock the hell out of it, right? <laughs> uh, so you're sensing a theme here that I love basically crossovers. And it's the Nats logo, whether it's in the Captain Wizards colorway or burgundy and gold. But this is, like, one of my rarest ones. And you can't make fun of me for how beat up it is, but it's because it is the Caps logo, Skins colors, oh my God. NHL logo, yellow brim. And the reason why this one's special to me is because I bought this – kind of in that phase one um, when I was starting to collect hats. And as you know, like I produced the caps. I wasn't producing the caps at the time, of course, because I, I was a younger guy. But um, those are my two favorite teams combined. And NHL hats now are not even made by a new era. They're 47 brand and Fanatics only. And you know how we all feel about Fanatics at this point. Like, yeah. so glad that I have a new era Capitals hat in the Redskins or, you know, you know what I mean, Washington football colorway. That's my number one. I actually try not even to wear it anymore because it's so it's starting to like lose its structure. But those are my top five. I'm a sucker for combining the teams, rocking the different logos with the different team jerseys. So that's easily my my top five are always crossover. I'm always a sucker for for one of those. Man, those those are all fire, Carlo. I mean, <laughs> I, I've never seen that that Capitals Redskin, <laughs> you know, fitted cap, and I you know, New Era is just a classic. <laughs> Now yep. I I think the did you see the what do you think of the side I know the the sideline hat is like uh it's like it's like a pinwheel you know circa <laughs> two thousand era I know it's a snapback I it look it's fire right but it's a freaking snapback you know what I mean yeah yeah I wish yeah, it was I, a full fitted my it, you know that's how we like it 
I, I honestly, like, I, I always kind of scoff to at the sideline gear because it's all cookie cutter. Like, our team yeah. is not unique to the Cowboys. They all look the same, just different yeah. colorway. Yeah. The same, kind of same thing. I can't rock with it. And I don't, like, I always ask my question. I always ask this question to myself before I buy a hat. How many times will you wear this? Like, what can you wear it with? And those right. sideline hats, I'm always like, now nah, I'm picking up the, the burgundy curly W or the burgundy DC yeah, logo, or yeah. I'm, I'm picking up just a normal W, you know, with, with the commander's W instead of that one. So yeah, I can't, I'm with you. I can't rock with it just because I know I'm going to pick up other things instead. So that's dope, man. Um, I know like you said, you had 250, but how do you, do you give love to all at least once, you know, wear them, you know, there's what a whole year. Do you, do you give love to at least <laughs> one of them at least wear once, at least once a day for that? One so I'm day? getting, be- I'm getting better at that. Um, I noticed it was really bad. Um, probably at the beginning of this summer when I was going through my hats and I, I kind of have a sort a little bit of a sorting, um, way to go about it, especially, like summer and fall hats like you got these bright colors i usually rock them in the summertime and then i have like these muted tones that are you know kind of a burgundy or a dark green or a brown and i just kind of put those on their own shelf because i know i'm not going to rock them right i knew i had a bit of a problem when i was going through them and i've probably found six or seven with the sticker still on them and so i was like all right when i wear one i'm gonna put it in its own pile and that way i just know like oh you've worn that one recently try to wear something else but of course, we're like the ones I just showed, those ones I wear all the time. So I kind of, I kind of have two different shelves right now, but yeah, I try to, I try to rock a different one every day, but sometimes, you know, you just got to find the one that matches with your outfit. So yeah, that's, I, I'd hate to be you like, in the, you know, before you go to work, cause I know you wear a fitted, you're like, uh, <laughs> which one today? You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. it just blends. So it's a yeah. good problem to have for you. So, you know. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So next question for you. So in addition to uh, fitteds, Calo, you also collect sports apparel. So um, what's been your favorite pickup that you least expect to acquire? Who I'll give you honorable honorable mention. You got me the uh, the number nine Arenas uh, shooter shirt. I gotta I gotta throw that out there because I didn't think I'd ever get my hands on number nine stuff, but. Uh, okay. Uh, that's a good one to have, um, especially signed. So uh, honorable mention there. I, I got it. I kind of have a couple different items that I think are worth mentioning. Um, one of them I bought when I was in college because there was this website that was getting old Redskins jerseys. And um, they happened to get the year when Sean Taylor passed away in 2007. Mm-hmm. And here I am in college. Like I shouldn't be buying memorabilia. It's kind of pricey. But um, one popped up. Like, not even, I mean, maybe right after the season ended, but they hadn't even finished the playoffs yet. And it was Ethan Albright, the long snapper. Um, and so that was maybe like two or 300 bucks, whatever the price was. But the coolest part about it is it has the 75th anniversary patch and it has the 21 patch on it. And I used to think kind of like, man, I wish I would have gotten someone else. But as more and more time goes by, I'm just happy I got one because you know, those jerseys are hard to come by. Anything having to do with Sean without it being Sean stuff is special to me. And I've had just more like admiration as I've gotten older. Like, I'm glad I kind of made that happen, scrounged together the the money I had when I was working at Gap or, you know, and, and in school and stuff like that. So that, that's one of my like prized possession ones. And, and that one's just more sentimental. Um, I was also in turn into kind of just like swing it, you know, a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was lucky enough to, during the pandemic, kind of connect a little bit um, with a few people that were close to Max Scherzer. And so any, it was kind of the same thing as I just mentioned, like if I give my hands on anything that, um, you know, he wore or is signed by him, I would be really excited. And I ended up falling into one of his game used hats and not just any game used hat, but his hat from when they wore the Expos jerseys. Wow. So, and he started that game. So when you kind of break it down, like I could have the last ever starting pitcher of an Expos, you know, logo. And so not to mention future Hall of Famer, they went on to win the World Series that same year. Like that one to me is very, very special. It's almost priceless. Like I I know full well I should get that insured and make sure, you know, like it's kind of locked away because it's so, you know, one not only valuable to me, but it's valuable in general. And so that's that's another one of the pieces that that I love. And because I'm such a uniform geek, and I was there for that game. Um kind of seeing the home team wear a Montreal, you know, uniform set was crazy. So that to me is like one of my, one of my favorite pieces. And then um, another one that I'll just mention, honorable mention, and we're going way, way, you know, to the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, Chase Hughes a couple years ago wrote a piece about me because I honestly, I like to collect bad pieces of memorabilia. And what I mean by that is bad moments no one ever decides oh i want to get that jersey or i want to get that thing from that bad terrible moment and i just kind of decided one day this is the cheapest stuff and at the same time we hadn't won a championship since you know the redskins won in 91 so i was like screw it i'm gonna start collecting the bad moments like let me see what i can get my hands on and it all started with finding john beck's game used jersey oh my god from that from that game in Buffalo in like 2009, I want to say, maybe 2008, something like there, something like that, when he, uh, it might have been a little bit later, like 2010, when he ha- was the most sacked quarterback and they played the game in Toronto up in Canada against the Bills. And his jersey, no joke, is ripped down the back because he was hit so many times. And I'm telling you, I got that jersey for like 125 bucks. And I love it so much because it's just so representative of, of the franchise of where we were until literally this summer. Like it just was such a good representation of this franchise. And so that's like, that's just one that I, I always love too, because I have a starting quarterback's Jersey, but it is the worst one out of all the ones Dan trotted out there. He was probably the worst one. And so, yeah, uh, in terms of, I went three different directions on you there, but I think all three of them, they all have room in my collection and they're, they're three of my favorite pieces. I gotta check out your 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 collection one day, you know, like just take a take a peek at your players. Like, hey, let, let me let me let me see that that John Beck jersey you're telling me about. Um, yeah, man. Do, do you keep them like? Um, how do you store them? Do you put them like in a like a garment bag? Like, how do you how how do you do it? So the jerseys, luckily, actually kind of come um, um, kind of self contained. Um, the Redskins back in the day, they would put them in giant um, like gallon Ziploc bags. Okay. And so they just stay in there. Um, I've largely have kept them kind of just away um, just because it's hard to display everything, but uh, I'll hang one up every now and then just to display for a little bit. But for the most part, I kind of keep them, keep them away. Um, Those are just hard to display, but I have, when it comes to game use hats and a couple of bats, I've gotten some hockey sticks. um, I kind of just leave those out and display them nicely. And I go that route. And I just have like a big um, shelving unit in my back room that has just pretty much from left to right, all signed stuff, game use hats, 
all that fun stuff. So um, I'm hoping, you know, if I uh, get a bigger apartment or, you know, whenever I buy a house, whenever that is, I'm, I'm definitely going to trick out a man cave with just all my game use stuff for sure. That'll be dope. And I can't wait. And it should be Chase Shoes that should like write another article <laughs> with, with, you know, with, with the pictorial, you know, pictures and, the, you know, man, he's a good dude. All right. Last yeah. question for you, Kylo, and appreciate your time. Um, so you are also a um, Capitals uh, radio exec, you know, producer. So you're also a diehard Capitals fan too. And in your opinion, once and for all, is Alex Ovechkin the greatest uh, sports athlete of our gener of this generation? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say generation. I'd say of all time. I mean, I think he is maybe the most important figure in this city's history as an individual. Like, I, I totally get it. One Stanley Cup, you know, we're all happy he has that one. I think we all would have wished he would have had more. Um, but when he breaks the record, it's going to be the single most important thing that happens to this franchise. Um, the hockey world's going to be watching. ESPN's going to go live into their games. Um, it's not going to happen this season. It's going to be next season. And I always have to quantify it with Ovechkin because I feel like when you go up against some of the old heads, they all say, you know, uh, uh, you know, you na they name off all the hogs and they name off Art Monk and they name off Rigo and they name off a bunch of old Redskins. And that's perfectly fine. I, I, and this is player, not coach, because we all know Joe Gibbs is really probably the most important figure in the city um, when it comes to, you know, just the most important figure. But when it comes to Ovechkin, I, I always like to argue with some of the old heads. You know, the Redskins were popular before all those guys won a title. You know, everyone was a Redskins fan. They, they took over the city um rfk was packed for however many years it was until they moved but you, then you have the caps who were pretty good actually once they got out of that initial five six year, seven year expansion year run they were really good in the 80s they made deep playoff runs but no one cared still and then they made it to the stanley cup in 1998 and people still didn't care red wings fans took over you know then verizon center i mean it yep. was or I guess MCI center is what, yeah. what it would have been back then. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of, I think the first lesson for everybody that, you know what, people do care about winning, but I think they care a lot, a lot about individuals and individual efforts and superstars. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you rewind to like 2004 when they win the lottery and it was the lockout year and then Ovechkin comes along. Right. And then just, the first three years, he was awesome. And then they redo the uniform to be red. And then they make the playoffs again. Alex Ovechkin single-handedly changed the landscape of who we pay attention to um, going to games. You can probably say Ovechkin helped save Chinatown a little bit if you want to. Like, I've just said he made this into a hockey town when it wasn't. And the hockey team had already been around for, what, 25, 30 years, something like that? He single-handedly dragged everybody to be a hockey fan. Like, excuse me. Um, there are people that never went to hockey games until he was here and he was successful in winning MVPs. So for me, absolutely. He's the most important figure, you know, as a player that's ever gone through this city. And the fact that he's going to break or, you know, hopefully break, knock on wood, the all-time goals record. Like, are you kidding me? That's He's going to break, hopefully, Wayne Gretzky's goal record. Like, say it out loud. That's insane when you think about it. And he also won their first Stanley Cup. Like, diehard fans like me 
all we wanted was one with him. All we wanted was one with this franchise, and they did it. They, they finally broke through because it was brutal to watch those playoff runs end prematurely. And so, yeah, I mean, I just think when it comes to important figures in this town, he's one of them. I think he's the best individual. I know people will always spit out there like Walter Johnson and Sammy Ball and some of the real old, old heads, but like those dudes were also – pitching and throwing the guys that had grocery store jobs on Wednesdays, you know, like this guy, this guy has single-handedly kind of saved a franchise and look at the caps, man. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they're in the playoffs every single year. They sell out. I mean, it's kind of crazy just to think about where they were when they drafted them. And now looking at how it is now with, you know, all the sellouts they have and you know, how many tickets they sell and, and just the popularity of the team in general. Yeah, I mean, well, well said, Calo. Um, you know, he captivated the city, you know, more than any athlete that I could imagine. You know, we were, we're both Gilbert Arenas fan. I think he, you know, he started during that time when he, you know, Gil was yep. hot and back in two thousand four. Um, he was more popular than Sean Taylor. You know, mm-hmm. let's say let's 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 be realistic. Like it was, he was at the cusp of popularity, and his legacy was like so bright you know he was doing a lot of like you know foolish things like trying to drive in very fast and you know doing all these like crazy <laughs> stuff you know he you know like he he calmed down a lot and i think it came with age came with family came with kids now he says old and gray and <laughs> next thing you know he's 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 body checking you up you know what i mean you're yeah you're like he's so that- yeah yeah, no, I was going to say, like, that's the best part about him. Like, if you never watched hockey before, you got to bring someone to cap one and go, just watch eight. Just watch what he does. And he's a missile. Like, he'd be running around there, and if he's not getting the puck, he's hitting you. You know, like, it was it was crazy to see what he kind of brought to the table because he made the game accessible. Let's be real there. Like, you could go to a game, you could just watch number eight, and you'd be perfectly fine with your night. And he was at the Commander's game, too, which was super <laughs> dope, playing, you know, football with his kids, so – Man, yeah. I, I really hope that um you know he breaks the record you know not this year like you said but it's next year in 2000 the 2025 season it's going to be nuts and then you know if he decides to hang it up I think that'll be I think that'll be a nice bow right like you know I think we've seen enough of them to me like I I'm I'm just like a Nats fan like I'm happy with one I don't need to see another one I've me and you witnessed <laughs> history you know what i mean so like yeah if there's another one so be it but i'm glad i, I was able to have him hoist that stanley cup because it's hard as hell like like you're saying like you know um winning the president's cup every year and then you lose to like montreal and set you know five games at home every year and you know, and then you would always lose to, to the rangers you know like and you always lose to to the penguins every year yep and then yep. now that they they you know they they broke the streak and they they got their own cup, I'm happy with one. You know, um, I'm not I, like I said I don't want to, you know I don't want. So be it if he gets another one, but I think with the state of the team, they're older now. You know, um, Backstrom is old now. He's not as fast as he used to. Um, you know, same with um, who did they just resign? Uh, I forgot his name. Defensive guy, popular guy. Help me out, Cal. Oh, they signed. 
they, they signed uh, Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. Wilson. There you go. Wilson Wilson actually is like one of the younger ish type of guys. Is worth is 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 worth re-signing, but yep. no, you you're, you're totally right in in the sense of too like I I've tried to explain it to people. You know, the Cats if it wasn't for Ovechkin, they probably would have torn this thing down and tried yep. to hit the reset button again, right? But like yep. this record is so important they have to balance that line of staying competitive and making sure he gets his goals because if they don't stay competitive, he's not going to break the record and you don't want him to break the record in another uniform. So yeah, yeah, they've, they've, they've had a tough task and, but you know what, like, here's the other thing too. Like I talked about Ovechkin, how important he is. You just named Backstrom. Like Backstrom has been there just as long. Like he came in the year or two or three years after Ovi. And then, you know, you've got, you know, uh, as I said, Tom Wilson, who's a fan favorite. And then you have TJ Oshie, who's been there for almost 10 years now, too. Like, they've had these guys that have actually been, like, the longest tenured athletes in the city now. And so you can't be mad at them being loyal either. You know, we've literally watched some of these dudes grow up in front of us, get married and have kids. You know, like, there's something special about that, despite, you know, not being able to win all the time. But they still eked out one championship. And honestly, that one championship, as you said, completely completely worth it and the caps when they won they set the tone for every stanley cup celebration after that you you like i don't think people realize nobody partied like them and then after that everyone tried to party like them and that was that to me is like one of their legacies too like they won a championship and they went so hard in the paint everyone else tries to do what they do now it's crazy who swims in georgetown fountain I know, right? Right, exactly. Like you see, exactly. you see, like after after they host the cup at the Nats game, you still see you know all the Caps players in Nats gear, and then <laughs> you know always like let's go, let's go swim in that pond, let's go swim yep. in that you know, not <laughs> a care in the world. Yeah, it's all you know, it's all love, man. So, our right, Cal, I appreciate your time. So, where where can they uh, follow you on your your social medias? Uh, so you can get me on Twitter and Instagram, same handle, at Mike underscore Callow. Yes, I'm an underscore person. I couldn't get my actual name on there, but Mike underscore Callow. And then make sure you check me out. Uh, I'm on every day with Bram Weinstein, voice of the commanders, three to six Eastern time. Um, and as I say to everybody, Bram's the voice of the team. He knows what's going on. He talks to the coaches. He talks to people around. So especially um, come Thursday, Fridays, those shows are really informative. You learn kind of what's going to happen in the game or what they're going to try to do or what he's he- what he's hearing. He's not going to lay it all out for you, but you can read between the lines of what to expect on a lot of these games. And to me, those are our best shows, those, those later in the week. And then, of course, Monday. Everybody loves the Monday reaction type shows. But with Bram being the voice of the team, I just I highly recommend it to any Commanders fan. And then during hockey season, we talk about every single Caps game day of, I will review it the next day too. We don't spend a lot of time on it. We're not going to inundate you, but a quick five, 10 minutes on, on the game. I'm telling you, uh, we're, 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 we have everything locked down and Bram, of course, as you know, is a huge wizards fan. So once the wizards get going too, we, we go all in with that as well. So check us out ESPN 630 DC. And uh, if you're out of market, uh, you can get us on the website or uh, we have our own app, the ESPN 630 app. So, uh, check us out on all of those platforms. <laughs> hey man, thanks for the thanks for all that plug. You know, <laughs> and, and for me, for me living in California, I still I still love listening to you guys. So, just a token appreciation. I don't like listening to the, any stuff here. You know, that's just my personal <laughs> preference. But keep keep rocking, Carlo. Um, you know, I wish you nothing but the best. Continue 
collecting those fitteds, 250 <laughs> and counting, apparels, you know what I mean? Keep keep doing your thing, man. So well, hopefully we'll talk to you later on in, later in the year. Of course, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. All right, guys. Have a good night.